When the government launched ONDC or the Open Network for Digital Commerce, the idea was to build the world's largest e-commerce platform to kill the monopoly of the giants like Flipkart and Amazon and the likes. You could think of it as the UPI for e-commerce. Anyone selling anything can be on ONDC, from ride-sharing and food delivery to groceries and more. Now, What's making ONDC stand out lately is the way that it's been playing with pricing. Let me give you an example. It was reported by Money Control a couple of weeks ago, and I'm quoting, when Ankit Prakash, the founder of Aretic, an automation platform, ordered a paneer burger and Pepsi combo from Indiana Burgers on Paytm, which is a seller app on ONDC, he found that it was priced about 45% cheaper than what Swiggy was charging for the same. So like Prakash, other users began comparing prices across platforms, creating a lot of buzz on social media, which in turn pushed up ONDC's daily order volumes by 2.5 times, from 10,000 to 25,000 orders in a span of a few days. End quote. So after this, People began thinking of the obvious question. What if ONDC killed Zomato and Swiggy? As of now, the two control 90% of India's $5 billion food delivery market. But that is not the question that we're going to be answering today because it depends on a lot of factors and quite honestly, it's not that interesting. Instead, today, the question that we're going to try and answer is this. Do we want ONDC to win? And if it does win, what will be the consequences? Welcome to Daybreak, a business podcast from the Kent. I'm your host, Nikdha Sharma, and I don't chase the news cycle. Instead, thrice a week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I will come to you with one business story that is worth understanding and worth your time. Today is Friday, the 2nd of June. Remember some time ago on Daybreak, I told you about Namayatri, the auto rickshaw hailing app that was launched in Bangalore in Karnataka with the support of the state government. I spoke about how it was expected to disrupt the monopoly of Ola and Uber with its zero commission and no cancellation charges model. That is a whole different story. The reason I'm bringing up Namayatri today is because it is built on top of ONDC. Now, Namayatri has been doing something very interesting. Say, you're trying to book an auto rickshaw with no luck. Once the search fails or you cancel it after waiting as long as your patience lets you, the app sends you a question. It says, search again with a tip. And the subtext says, and I'm quoting, tip might help increase the chance of getting a ride, helps the driver during peak hours compensate for empty return trips. End quote. So you see, just like with food delivery, ONDC is also playing with pricing in ride-hailing services. So when Namayatri introduced tips, they changed something very fundamental in ride-sharing. The Ken CEO Praveen Gopalakrishnan explained it beautifully in an edition of his newsletter, The Nutgraph. 
You see, ride sharing is essentially the business of matching people who want rides to cabs that want riders, a two-sided network. So naturally, there are times when more people are looking for cabs, but there are not enough cabs to serve all of them. There's more demand and not enough supply. So it has to be corrected. So how can this be fixed? Basically, there are two ways in which networks fix this problem. The first is to create a floor. Let me explain what that means. During peak hours or in certain areas where demand is more than supply, both Uber and Ola apply surge charging. And boy, how we hate it. But Praveen says that surge charging or pricing is vastly misunderstood. We think of it simply as an option available only for people who can afford it, rich people. But if you look at it from an economic standpoint, the reality is that everyone benefits from the surge pricing, even if they don't realize it. And here's how it works. If you take everyone waiting for a fixed number of cabs and enforce a fixed price on all of them, everybody is worse off because there is a lack of supply. You will have to allocate cabs to people randomly. And on an average, this will increase the wait time for everyone. But the truth is that many of the people waiting will be willing to pay more to skip the line. And once the price goes up, it increases the number of available cabs. And this in turn brings down prices again. And that reduces the waiting time for everyone. So the market corrects itself and everyone on an average is better off. And if you think about it, what has really happened is that the rich have paid more to subsidize those who pay less until the supply matches the demand. So in a two-sided network, this surge pricing mechanism is called a floor. It is a minimum amount that needs to be paid in order to match demand and supply. Floors are set all the time, but they are super useful when supply is constrained. Most two-sided networks use floors. But there is also another way to fix the demand-supply problem. And that is by creating an auction. This is exactly what Namayatri has been doing with tips. You open the app, you bid, others do the same, the auto driver looks at all the bids and he picks a winner. That is how the price is set. But still, the number of riders who successfully find an auto on Namayatri right now is somewhere around 20%, which honestly is quite low. So what happens when you replace floors with an auction in a supply-constrained market? Stay tuned to find out. Praveen called up Shriyansa Dash, an expert in transportation and auctions, to find out what happens when you replace surge pricing with auctions in a market that has a supply problem. Dash thought about it and said that when demand is more than supply, it does not matter whether you do surge pricing or an auction. The market more or less will arrive at the same outcome and allocation of resources. But there is a condition. He said, and I'm quoting, the key is whether there is enough density or liquidity in the market. Uber and Ola can surge because they have a bunch of historical data that allows them to set granular floors with high confidence. 
density also allows them to refresh faster if they have set a bad floor so that the opportunity cost of that is not high. With some of the new players, they do not have this data or refresh speed and face high chances of wrong floors. At the same time, they want the surge functionality to make sure that the supply stays. The easiest way is to ask users to bid. End quote. In other words, Dash was basically saying that Namayatri chose to conduct an auction because it does not have the data that Uber and Ola do. Coming up next, another example of an experiment in China that gives us a lot of insight into the auction method, whether it is a good idea or not. Stay tuned. A few years ago in China, DD Dash, their equivalent of Uber, conducted an experiment. When the demand was high, instead of introducing surge pricing, they asked users to place bids. But very quickly, the Chinese government got involved and put an end to this experiment. Turns out, the problem with auctions is that you may end up at the same endpoint as you would with floors or surge pricing just like Dash had explained to us. But the road you take to get there is the worst option out of the two. It is much less transparent, it incentivizes coalitions, and it is vulnerable to exploitation. In many ways, these are the same problems that are popping up with ONDC's food delivery, but in the opposite direction. In food delivery, the supply is heavy, and there were discounts introduced to create a demand. Except, nobody knew who funded these discounts, how they were done, and there was no third party involved. And once the discounts were removed, the orders fell back. ONDC is already taking steps to deal with coalitions that may be formed due to artificially raised demand. This is the world that we will live in if ONDC wins. Regulations, price caps, limits on incentives and sublimits coalitions, negotiations, and no transparency. Not like Zomato and Swiggy are perfect companies, but it is worth considering what the alternatives actually look like. A good place to see the effect of these coalitions is Namayatri itself. The reason why Namayatri is struggling to scale is quite simple. It is because auto drivers, at least in Bangalore, already have an informal surge pricing that they resort to when demand goes up and supply is constrained. And we've all seen what they do. They simply switch off the app and quote inflated prices when you stop them on the road. This is far more efficient than bids and auctions. Bids may sound like a cool idea, but they are inefficient for everyone. So what then is the real difference between auctions and floors? Dash explained it to us. He told us that in the bidding system, the counter starts from scratch every time block. No information is carried over from the past trends on that particular route and time block. Basically, it is price discovery from scratch. The only way to push it is to use the past to set some floors. And he believes that because of this, the market making will be inefficient for both riders and drivers. 
and this finally brings us to the most important difference between the two systems. The bid system forces users to think about things like their value and their maximum price. And over time, most users will end up hating it for this very reason rather than the economics of it. In Dash's own words, because users, as far as I know, are lazy. Daybreak is produced from the newsroom of The Ken, India's first subscriber-focused business news platform. What you're listening to is just a small sample of our subscriber-only offerings. A full subscription unlocks daily long-form feature stories, newsletters, subscriber-only apps, and podcast extras. Head to theken.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top of the website. I am Snigdha Sharma, your host, and today's episode was edited by my colleague Rajiv Sien.